The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Welcome to A Feast for Bros. Today we are talking about Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall, uh, which is... A really, really exciting episode, uh, mostly, mostly as it as it as it as it states, beyond the wall, and uh, some some crazy javelin throwing <laughs> skills. Uh, one of my one of my favorite memes uh, was uh, it was like the Westeros Olympics, and uh, the Night King gets gold medal in javelin throwing. <laughs> right. and, the, and the hound won uh, shot put. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm I'm your and host then, uh, uh, Sean Solis, and uh, really excited to be here today to talk about this episode. Uh, we also got Jack Newman. Hey, Jack. Hello. They're gonna knock some boots on a boat. Gonna knock them <laughs> boots on a boat. Sorry, done. Yeah, uh, Ben Haworth. Hey, Ben. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, sorry for my bad mic quality. I'm uh, traveling back from the solar eclipse, which was lovely, lovely, lovely. And I may get cut off because I'm just doing this on crappy mobile Wi-Fi, so I might disappear. So I'll just quickly say my hot take is I was whelmed, <laughs> <laughs> not under or over, just whelmed by this episode. We, we, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to it in a bit. I think I said after the episode it was my favorite episode ever. I've come back from that. But we're going to talk okay, about good. it. <laughs> good. Well, it's not, not just your favorite episode ever, but your favorite episode ever produced on TV is a medium. Yeah, but yeah, anything I, ever. I mean, yeah, Rick, let's make this specific. Yeah. I, I was about to say, all of Rick and Morty and FMA are probably better than Game of Thrones, but come at me. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this recent season of Rick and Morty. All right. We've but... also got... Uh, uh, got... I, I like Pickle Rick. It's like a Fido story. Okay. okay done. Sorry. God damn it. I've got Jenna Daggett along as well. Hey, Jenna. Hey, I'm drinking a vanilla stout tonight, so it's a it's an awesome night. Obviously, Game of Thrones vanilla stout, you guys doesn't get better. Nice. And watching her personal fan fiction come to life yes. next week. Next week, thanks to Ben for the heads up. And uh, yes, the title. <laughs> I'm already super excited, like over the top, actually. <laughs> Last we've got a <laughs> got a real me and Sean. Oh my god! You guys Never keep played. giggling, you fools! Oh my god! That was a giggle. That was a genuine giggle. I'm disgusted. It was. I, just, I had to like. Uh, I had to stamp it out. Uh, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Hi everybody! Thanks for waiting for me. I am. My internet is broken again, so I am casting from a undisclosed location tonight. Ooh. Um, okay, you didn't tell me beforehand. So, like, where are you? <laughs> you are you no, like is, stealing is somebody's internet? I don't want to say. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, it's on the chat. I'm in my uh, community library that I. Uh, that oh. I uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm using my perk that uh, you know I, I'm on the board, so no one can uh, chew me out for being here after hours. Hopefully, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of sketchy after libraries. dark. They are this neighborhood, though, is the thing. So uh, do people so still uh, like, not do home. people still go to libraries nowadays? Like, are you the only one there, oh, Trevor? Jesus Christ, Sean! <laughs> just because you don't support the community doesn't mean everyone right. else doesn't. <laughs> just because Sean's wealthy and can buy all his books, I doesn't mean the rest of us don't. <laughs> I know, and like libraries now have like all the books online digitally and all the that that is actually super cool. Like, I just got that. I just got like my books on tape, and it's just like it's just like a free app, and you get it, and you get all these free books, and I'm like, yeah, shit, guys, it's like, amazing. Uh, 
library that is canopy like jesus christ for movie selection like the only reason i have audible is for erotic like reading oh my god oh yeah of course okay (laughs) no seriously like the lady at work that's the only reason i know because like there's this lady at my work who like listens to erotic (laughs) fiction on her audible account like out loud next week's episode give you this clearly <laughs> right now that if you write an erotic fan fiction like full novel about danny and john i will read it for you okay oh, hold on hold on, hold on. So, you know what this... ben i'm gonna send you a signed copy just for that okay, so thank great. you ben is, is your are you opening this up to the tsm network can i can it, will you edit anyone's erotic fiction okay all right i'm, I'm, I'm cutting this off i got some stuff for you bud so so this was this was an Bring interesting episode. There there weren't very many different scenes here, so I think we can actually kind of focus in on on a lot of the dialogue that was happening. And really, uh, it was kind of neat because as, as the as it opens, where you know folks are kind of walking to well, trying to they're trying to go capture one of these whites, right? And of course, the the, the big flaw with that plan is that whites just don't like hang out by themselves like there's like a fucking million of these things <laughs> so that's probably not a great strategy right. to begin with but that's as, that's as, one flaw <laughs> that's one flaw in the point. <laughs> but but there are many flaws i'm sorry i interrupted no 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 um but at, at putting putting that aside before before they get there um there's some really kind of fun shots of them just kind of hiking hiking to, you know where the whites are oh, yeah. they're just kind of talking I mean, to each other th- right which we haven't seen in a while this is Best this part is of the probably episode, the most, my down. biggest issue with this show a little bit is that it's starting to get more and more like masturbatory, <laughs> just like a oh, little yeah. bit. And oh, and, yeah. and it's like we're at a comfortable level right now, but I'm like, guys, y'all, y'all gotta pull it back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my. I have three major problems with this episode, and uh, all three of them relate to some form of. The show is getting a little uh, fan fictiony for me, you know. I, uh, thankfully, it's not the fan fictiony part that Jenna loves. <laughs> it's it's hey, other parts. Hey, so hey, it's okay. not. Shots it's not. Thrown. It's not. I, I was about to that say that part. I'm fine with. <laughs> I'm actually. Okay, them- there we go. I understand. We'll, we'll get to this. I'm thematically fine with how they set up John and Danny. To be entirely honest, because I believe. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's more like I guess I'll start by saying that we clearly. I have a bunch of red shirts that weren't in the other episode. <laughs> and like, clearly there's a bunch of nameless beardy dudes who are going to get mauled <laughs> and clearly have no important part to the plot because they want to have a bear maul a guy. Cause that's pretty cool. We want to see a zombie bear kill somebody, but like very clearly, <laughs> literally, literally, exactly literally that. red shirt, my- red priest. Very well done. Ben. I mean, yes, <laughs> my thing is, so my internet was terrible. As you guys know, my internet was terrible. To watch this episode. And so I literally took the time, which I have to, disclaimer it took me over three hours to watch the episode because it kept buffering oh god and so i actually like literally took the time to back up and see who had gotten killed because i was like i don't recognize that person maybe it's just the really crummy internet and then i was like oh that person actually doesn't exist anywhere in the game of thrones literature so i guess i don't have to recognize them here does no, he does, but, but all these, these like, like dead folks. people getting swallowed up oh, by the oh, zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that sounds nobody. awful, because that happens two or three times. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then I thought we got rid of all the red shirts, and there was one more red shirt. <laughs> I know! Oh, yeah. That just, like, just fell away for John to, like, throw a hand at him. It's like, you random guy, I don't know! Yeah, I just kept thinking about uh, fucking uh, Sam Rockwell from Galaxy Quest. No, I'm Guy! I have a name! I guess for my purposes, like, one of the things is, like, what would a... What would it have hurt us to like kill Jorah or the that's, Hound? That's that's my second Tormund. big point. 
is Tormund so, should have died. I love Tormund to death, guys. Yes. I don't want to see him die, but there's no narrative reason to have him anymore, and he should have died. Should have had some stakes. And the whole bit is that the only reason he'll continue to live is so that he can like have sex with Brienne, which is going to be taken back up in the Jamie storyline. So you know, right, right, right. <sighs> it's the yeah. sweet so, yeah, season. That doesn't make. I mean, it's kind of funny to think about this whole thing, right? Um, and here's uh, this is another overarching issue I have. Is that the whole reason that they like come down here is to prove that these whites exist, and really they don't need to prove it to Cersei. They really need to prove it to Danny, since she's the only one who has dragons and can do anything about it. And it just seems that losing a dragon for for this thing like wasn't really worth like you know she could have just flown over and been like oh cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Like she, I'm gonna counter she, that, she Sean, because like love honestly, love. I, can we've I have been a one liner here? Go ahead, Jenna. I mean, we've been screaming for like a half dozen seasons that Danny needs to fly up there and kill like all the White Walkers. Like we didn't know that the White King was going to have the arm from hell, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no one knew that. Like, like, and especially like when he threw the spear, I was like, okay, that's a little bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Arm King has a better wind up than literally a mechanized ballista. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my thing. Here's my here's my response. Like, it didn't. I understand that, I mean, maybe was it the fact that, like, a raven was sent, that, like, John was in trouble? Like, couldn't she have just, like, flown up there? If it took her so fast to fly up to the goddamn north with her dragons, she could have just flown out and done some reconnaissance to see if these things existed <laughs> instead. Yeah, I, right. I feel like they maybe should have done a, a SEALs Team 6-style helicopter thing where they all fly, fly in, huh. grab one white, and then fly off real fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the point is is that, like, is it a trap for Danny? Is, like, the Northerners trying to trap right. her? Which, I, I understand that, but I think I agree with Sean to some extent that, like, Tyrion's counsel was still probably valid when he was like, don't fucking go. Like, just let him die. Yeah. He was right for me. Yeah, yeah. She lost a dragon. Yeah, she lost a dragon. Like, well, Tyrion was right. Hold on, hold on. Okay, now I have to... You guys have thankfully brought it back to my, like, what I perceive to be super clever one-liner. She lost a dragon, but she gained one in her bed. Ha oh, <laughs> No. No. That's Jenna's Kermit the Frog moment. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Sean, so do we have an order to this show, or are we just going to talk about this? We're just well, chatting. <laughs> no, I, I really just want to... I mean, there's a lot to talk about with respect to what happened beyond the wall. Um, you know, there's, I think there's, there's two other scenes. I want to stay up here for a bit. Um, you know, let's just talk about some of the character interplay. Cause I don't think we've really seen that since, since the first episode. And, you know, I think we all kind of came into this season really kind of wanting something crazy on screen. And then given how much stuff has happened so quickly, uh, it was really refreshing for me to just see some like screen, you know, some characters get some screen time together. Um, I'm still not sure where, uh, Beric Dondarrion is like coming from like what <laughs> it seems like he doesn't really know either like what, what, do, what do folks kind of make of his character and like what what they're I doing I think it's I think it's almost hard for us to just in the Game of Thrones universe identify somebody who is truly religious like like, right. like to some extent I don't even believe that Melisandre is religious like you know like everyone has ulterior motives everyone is Littlefinger and various like when somebody is just like blatantly oh, I believe in God and God told me to do this like you're just like what? yeah but who are you gonna stab in the back next you know <laughs> yeah it's interesting that they seven is obviously a big holy number in the Game of Thrones universe so it's interesting that he's finally capped at seven lives, that's all he's ever going to get, you know. So it's nice to have a little bit of stakes for him. Though I agree, maybe he should have tried 
the same thing on his buddy there, but I know he's not a priest, so <laughs> yeah. it probably wouldn't have worked. It, but uh, I also would say that the priesthood arc or the Brother Without Banners is probably the, the element of the books that took the biggest hit in kind of the adaptation, in my mind, especially without Lady... Yeah. Uh, especially with the Stone time Heart. that they they didn't ta- uh, they haven't taken in the shows the time to make them kind of like more questionable because they're like freedom fighters and there's all this shit in the book about you know they hang Brienne and Pod so there's all this shit about well or they supposedly do um, there's all this shit about questioning like there and who they are and all this shit and also like you know the question of uh, like the morality of like these religious fanatics essentially and also the stuff with Lady Stoneheart so it, there's like all this stuff to go with like their mythos. And so like, I do feel sometimes as the show has a couple extra characters that it just needs to burn at this point, which is just, I guess like this was the perfect opportunity to do that. And I felt like right. I was like, I was going into this episode. I was like, okay, Beric Dondarrion's going to die. The red priest of Miros is going to die. Uh, Gendry's going to die. <laughs> like, it's just like, right. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if literally everyone in that, if literally everyone in that group had died and then John was brought back to life. So one, one kind of, right. And that, well, I mean, and, the, and to me, they picked the one person that they could kill off easily, which is like, yeah. as Trevor said, top knots, not making it out of this episode. Right. <laughs> Especially when he's like, you were the great, you were the greatest warrior. I was like, I was the drunkest. And I was like, Oh, we're getting backstory for this dude. Fuck. Can I give a, can I give a dumb fan theory thing for real quick? Is that a, just something I thought of, yeah. which is that yeah. I like how in Game of Thrones every character, usually when they die, is related to their their character flaw or something similar to it. Uh, usually, people who are drunk freeze. Oh my god, I didn't even think, think of that. Warmer. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People they, they they tend to think that they're warmer than they are because it goes to your extremities, and actually you're you're losing a lot of body temperature. So yeah. Interestingly, uh, you there. know, other than yeah. other than he got clever. mauled by a bear, you know, for for being north of the wall, he got mauled by a bear. That was not yeah. a bad dead way bear. to go out there, bear. like given the, given the circumstances. Hopefully, he doesn't turn into a bomb drunk. Surrounded I, by I don't know. I don't know how medically awesome getting your wound cauterized by a flaming sword is, but I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a no. You know? <laughs> 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 I mean, at least they didn't get like castor oil on it. I don't know what kind of like. I guess it's the religion of his faith. That keeps it alight or whatever, but you know, <laughs> one uh, one yeah. kind of they kind of move their hands over it, so I guess you know there could be something in their glove, but nah. or the or it's just like it's both. Do you know what I mean? It could be or it could not be. Right. What one bit that I? Well, I think they're setting I, uh, up that, that somebody's going to have an on fire sword all the time. That's going to happen. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah. It was an interesting idea. So I have so a question. F- I, I think there's kind of two points. I have a question points. for you guys because I don't remember the significance of this point. Does it matter that the hound got bit by the White Walker? No, I don't think uh, so. I, they don't really work like zombies per se. No, you have to be straight up dead, dead for you to turn. I think that's right. Yeah. That's what. That's what I thought too. But I thought it was so odd that, like, you know, they instantly go to John's face, and John, of course, looks stricken because John always either looks stricken or deep in thought. <laughs> but that right. is maybe bad acting on Kit Harrington's part. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a different emotion. <laughs> Brood over a cliff with fucking furs. <laughs> I just see, I just see, like the description of like Rhaegar Targaryen and this dude just like singing places, and Jon Snow's like, "You're not my father." You must have brewed a lot more. <laughs> you were too full of life. <laughs> no, he gets it from his mom because Arya broods a lot too, and Arya's supposed to be just like Lyanna. Got it. That's true. That's true. So, kind of two more points that I wanted to raise. Uh, first, I thought it was really believable that uh, 
Beric Dondarrion was like all about like charging at the Night King. He's like, let's fucking end this. Like, I don't know what my purpose is, but this could be it. So I just like, I want to end this guy. And I'm like, yeah, Beric Dondarrion. Like, yeah, I, I gotta agree with him at the point that like, I mean, for my purposes, like if I was like transported into a Game of Thrones episode and I was in that situation, I was like, Danny's not coming. Like, why would that happen? Uh, so I would have I would have totally been like, OK, give me whatever dragon glass we have, which is very little. I don't know why we went north without dragon glass. Dickheads, but, you know. Kendry, were you in charge of, of packing? Jesus. <laughs> um, but that's when you that's when you develop the dragon glass grenade and just end the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or like. Like all you shrapnel. do is like a glorious charge, and then somebody tries to shoot the Night King with an arrow. Right. Like that's a game plan. I mean, lucky shots aside, looking at you, Night King spear chucker. Uh, <laughs> like, like, but at the same time, like I totally would have been on board for that. To be entirely honest, if I was stuck on that ice, because I was like, okay, we're gonna freeze to death, or we're we gonna get killed. You know, Danny's not gonna come up here. Uh, I, I, I don't mean to. I agree that it's like totally Dendarian's character, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, but that's the only course of action that like literally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Kind of, kind of going back to this, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. Going back to like these kind of conversations we had at the beginning. Um, another one that I thought was interesting was the the moment between John and uh, oh fuck, what's his name? The Jora, Jora. yeah, that guy. Um, and they had the moment with the, the sword. The torch. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did what did folks make of that? I feel like Jorah's given his whole life to Danny now, so he doesn't care about like his past to who his family is. Like, I mean, besides that, he he kind of had to give that up based on what he was doing. It's also like all he cares about is his queen, and so doesn't matter. Like, the sword doesn't matter anymore. Plus, it already has the wolf on it. Like, what are you gonna do? Lop that off again? <laughs> Plus, just on like a very boring technical level, it, like at least says like, okay, Lady Mormont is House of Mormont. Like he's not going to challenge her or whatever. He's like, he's a he's a he's a he's a Ronin. You know what I mean? He's like a lost knight doing his own thing. You know what I mean? That's what makes Jorah fun. Yeah. So we always like the uh, the the Yojimbo style characters who just kind of do their own shit. Right. Right. I, I, sometimes I do wish that like they would establish more like knightly deeds and do like a little bit more Arthurian nature to it. Not like in actuality, but like, you know, they can expose the lie, but expose the lie of knighthood. But like somebody at some point I would like Game of Thrones to be like, here are your vows as a knight. You know what I mean? It doesn't ever tie that into it or or I mean, I know there's not a Game of Thrones equivalent, but they do call them knights. It's inter- I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things. that's like you know yeah. a little bit more in the books you know they're they're very specifically knights and they kind of operate by different rules a little bit and it's kind of every once in a while i'm like yeah okay all right, all right. i always like jorah for that reason that he, he kind of feels like the most classically uh even though he is kind of you know this disgraced guy at least the way we've seen him portrayed on the show he's like one of the most like kind of knightly or traditionally medieval yeah. characters like like in the arthurian yeah. sense so i always kind of like that another another kind of interesting His- moment between them though was uh uh you know jorah was like well you can pass this sword on to your children and it's like john really hadn't like considered the yes. possibility of like having children because he's always always trying to put other people first or like going to do these like crazy fucking things like but next week he's gonna knock some boots on a boat and maybe have a kid <laughs> the song of ice and fire i don't know man that's like <laughs> yeah. moving real fast oh there they're was a weird hands theory. and they're gonna go to like having kids now i don't know i wanted to point out a weird theory that somebody <laughs> pointed out is that they actually went back and showed the like the text of like what the the witch said to danny in the first season 
Uh, she says yeah. death pays for life, and Danny traded the life of her child for Drogon. I mean, Drogo, even though he was, you know, brain dead. And so the argument is that now that Danny's traded back the life of a dragon, she might get that back for a child. Which is just I I, I don't know, man. I, it's weird. What what's the the rest <laughs> of the prophecy though? Is like the sun rising and like it's there's more, but that could also be like the. The fight um, over the wall, I think. I have not like looked yeah. into this. There's a, a there's a lot of prophecy. Well, there's also there's, a and lot there's of also something later. about that the, the that she would ride three dragons and like everyone assumes John's the other one and people are trying to figure out who the third one would be. You know, Tyrion. But now the dragon's dead, so you know, well, uh, Bran can still warg into the the zombie dragon. The zombie one, yeah. That's what I always figured was Bran was going to warg into a, a dragon. Can he warg yeah. into something that's Which, dead? Oh. Is that how that works? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no you can no, work into life. Oh, too. that is a good point. Uh, I mean, that that would be a cool reveal that's possible. You know? Well, I wonder if if Bran can control the dead like the Night King can. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, to. yeah. Uh, I mean, Bran is. I, like I think this. now that he's marked by it, but I I also thought it was kind of a cool twist. Now that we brought up the zombie dragon, <laughs> that like I always thought there was going to be a dragon in the wall, and it kind of like instead was created, which I thought was a cooler cooler turn of events. So so now that we have yeah, alright, dragon zombie dragon, let's talk about this shit. So this this is what bugs me about this episode. So like we we, we go across the wall, we lose a dragon, the the fucking undead get a zombie dragon. And now we're gonna go try to convince Cersei, who really doesn't have any folks other than Neuron, who's not gonna be very useful beyond the wall, uh, that that these undead things are real. That doesn't seem like a really great like game plan. Am I am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's one of the things where like we have like this. I, I, I agree with you entirely, and like and even like they build up their knowledge of Cersei based upon the people that they meet. But you have to realize, Dan nor uh, Danny have ever met Cersei. Danny or John? You mean John? Yeah, yeah. Danny yeah. and John have never met Cersei. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair point. Did I say Dan well, I also, and Danny? Sorry, go ahead. You you Order. said you said Dan, which was kind of a nice uh, like agglomeration of their names. But oh god, that's um, not even I, a great I, like. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jaharis. No, it's, it's oh, uh, Johnny. Funny point. Jaharis are the only good Targaryen rulers. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I like that. That's gonna be the song of Ice and Fire. Name the next kid that. But anyway, um, I. I think that what would be kind of a cool twist, because I definitely agree that it's a dumb plan. Like, who cares about Cersei? But I think that what could be kind of cool is if um, I'm going to mess up his name, Kyburn. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. If if he can like do something about the undead or about this undead animals now and undead dragons. So I thought that would be like the only useful part of going to see Cersei is if like her, you know her hands can help. I feel like Kyburn of all people would be like, I'm gonna create a, an army of the undead to like kill to kill John and Danny. <laughs> like it would it would still it would still backfire. <laughs> I, yeah. It's one of those actually the other debates is that like, you know, the source there's so many few sources of like like literal magic in Game of Thrones that like the magic or I mean it's technically science. I'm sure Kyburn would describe it as science, but to some extent the magic <laughs> of uh Sir Gregor Clegane's reanimation, like what's the source of that? Because Kyburn does come from the north, is something we keep forgetting. Yeah. I mean he was like supposed to be like one of the greatest maesters and uh basically I think 
got too well, into right, like but he was also he was also the maester of the Boltons. That's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was just all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very fitting. Uh, but but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, he did make a, a zombie man. <laughs> He's not a good dude. <laughs> So kind of, there's. I, I do want to kind of take a, a little detour, and I think we'll we'll get back to Beyond the Wall. But since we we got into this bit, I want to flesh it out a little more. Um, what do we make of the scene between Tyrion and Cersei? Because um, it, it seems like Tyrion, you know, there's a little bit more conflict Tyrion and, between Tyrion and Danny. Tyrion and Danny. Sorry, um, no worries. There's a little more conflict between them that they've been trying to like build up. I guess like the last few episodes. Uh, really, kind of stemming from the fact that Tyrion was wrong about uh, High Garden and uh, and Dorne and losing those key allies. This was an interesting kind of. I, I feel like they were going in a lot of different directions with it, with him like kind of going on about succession, where her being. Yeah, like, I feel like the writing's kind of taken a hit this episode in general, man. Like with this, I mean, it's kind of the same old, same old conflict between them two, and plus, like. The conversation isn't going that well, and then he lumps. <laughs> then on top of that, like he's losing that argument, and then he lumps the succession bit on at the end. Like, also you have this to worry about. It just doesn't seem like Tyrion. Like, it doesn't seem very tactical of him, you know, in terms of. Yeah, and I'm rhetoric. also starting to wonder. Like, she starts off the thing by being like, "You're courageous. That's why you're my hand." And then at the end, she's like, "I'm tired of listening to your advice. <laughs> I'm never going to listen to your advice ever again." <laughs> like, she seems totally dumb with him as her hand. So I don't understand why he's still in the position. Of yeah. Her. Because they're trying too hard. Like, they are trying so hard to create problems between the two of them and, like, just create more conflict. And it's it's ridiculous, honestly. Like, right. this, I agree with you completely, Trevor. Like, that whole scene was just so contrived and I kind of wanted it to be over. Like, show me something else. Yeah, and I think everyone I've talked to so far has kind of had the same reaction where they're kind of upset. Because Tyrion's always supposed to be the smartest guy in the room and he's always been right um, pretty much, like, since the beginning of the of the series so it's just it seems really out of character uh for him and, and also for danny just kind of taking this turn where she's like bend the knee everyone has to bend the knee because i'm entitled to to this thing and, uh, uh where she's always been like and also maybe it's just yeah no go for it maybe it's just because i listen to a lot of like history podcasts but you know succession is important <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i was about to say uh, like look at alexander the great like it's you need it you really need it no like yeah. i get why they had him brought it up it just didn't seem like organically done percent. Like, it was like they never brought it up before uh, it yeah like, it's weird it is i'll agree with you on this in terms of like the rules of the medieval fantasy on the medieval side only tend to intrude when they're like purposeful. <laughs> like, yeah. And I guess right. and th- and that is like a, that is like a, a little bit of a problem. So, I, okay. So I feel like you need to explain Jack that you, cause you thought this was like the, the greatest episode of all time. And now, and now we're like finding like a lot of, a lot of issues with it all of a sudden. No, I, I think it is. I think it's a, I think, I think here's, here, here's what, here's my defense of that statement. Um, the more I'm, I hated when Game of Thrones moved to seven episodes, but I think I'm very here for what it's done with it in terms of having fast paced, high action episodes. And y'all are right. Like the pacing has gone 
a little bit crazy Bananas. and things are happening that are unbelievable and Dragonflight and all this <laughs> stuff. But at the same time, like it's very worth it to me and rewarding to go like week to week to like have to fight off the spoilers. Like I think the bigger thing is like maybe the zeitgeist experiment of Game of Thrones and having a TV show that that's important and embedded in the culture. Um, and you can literally, I literally talked around a water cooler about Game of Thrones. Like it's it's a it's it is such an experience and it's a i'm very happy to be part of an experience like we have a game of thrones podcast so we've always kind of done this so i kind of taken it for granted but just the level of like getting on their thing and seeing viserion fall and then raised as a dragon like that two punch of like the show actually moving so far ahead with its plot and being shocking again because you have no idea what the fuck is going to happen and i still i still think the show will kill characters again i think it's going to come back or uh, if no one else dies before the end of this series, like it's just going to be lame. But I at don't the same mind time, it not like, killing characters and going through with it. What gets me is like when the slow cello comes in and the slow mo, and John is screaming, <laughs> "Fall back!" And you're like, "Fall back to where, John? Where are you? Where? What are you even talking about?" Yeah, John, John Snow. I don't know that you guys have like seen his like military record. It's pretty fucking terrible. It's bad. Like, it's really bad. Terrible. He keeps needing to get saved. Like, even when he was Lord Commander on like the or no, he wasn't Lord Commander then, but he was when he was fighting the wall. He's like, "I'm gonna go." Cross the wall, and I'm gonna assassinate him because that's our only chance. Like, <laughs> right? He got saved then too. I know. Yeah. Oh my god, he keeps getting saved. Yeah, yeah. John, John, god. John is John is just a bad military commander. So I'm not. I, I don't disagree with you, Trevor. But at the same time, well, my like, point, my larger <laughs> point there is that 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 death tease was a little like eye rolly for me, especially after they drag. They spend like five minutes dragging down Tormund. You're like, no, no, make it stop, make it stop. And you're like, oh, okay, God, okay. Okay. Maybe and then I they bring the sad cellos in, and I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Like, like let's let's be honest. I know she's if they had there. killed two ca- two more characters out of that seven, we would be calling it. A, you guys would be calling it a great episode. I agree too with the fact that it puts so many characters that were expendable. And I think the bigger problem is that as the narrative contracts and their new fast paced storytelling, like now we definitely have expendable characters. Like before, it's like at the slow oh. pace, it's like you could physically see them like playing out all these like stories lines but now it's like contrasting and contracting and trying to give us some of these character moments uh that just you know we don't have the time we don't have the time for brienne anymore so here's my as 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 sad as wait what was sad as viserion's death was it even that wasn't like plot important you know what i mean like she's always managed just fine with one dragon Uh, you know what i mean like it's I think she could handle it. Like, she's never been shown to be outnumbered it, by the amount of dragons she has. It matters in terms of, like... Again, it's it, even that I felt, like, expendable. If it killed Drogon, maybe it would feel a little more, like, oh, fuck to me. And it does feel a little oh, fuck to me. But, like, it, even that felt like... I knew they were going to have a zombie dragon at some point. You're just not going to not kill one of them. Well, here, I, think, I, think, gonna I agree with you in that it's, like, it's, plot, it's table setting to... But for me, it was an effective way to make the Night King scary for me again. I, w- I would agree with that, but... I, I want to respond to your your larger point about the whole seven episode deal and how they're moving the, the plot a lot faster because I do take a lot of issues with it. You know, if you look at Game of Thrones season one, it literally took the entire season almost for the Starks to go from Winterfell <laughs> to King's Landing, <laughs> and along that that time, like we have a lot of time with these characters, we really get to know the characters. All of their motivations uh, seem to make sense, and you know. You really kind of, and I think that's kind of what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones. It's like how the books feel. Like you're just, you know, these these things take forever to develop, yeah. and that's kind of yeah. like what we I always, want, but, right? But Sean, that's not 
that's not fair to the showrunners a little bit because that's that's a problem with the book essentially is that we are like the the reason Game of Thrones is so good is that all these characters it, it's a very subtle look at a medieval world and the terrors of okay. a medieval world. You want to talk versus about versus the newer books, I, which are very much sort of rooted in the prophecy and issues like like we were always gonna go here and we don't know what's gonna happen. There could still be a twist at the end because I don't I'm not sure what the twist is going to be or how it's gonna pan out, but like. We need to know something has to happen, and like you know, it's it's feasible within the confines of the show that Danny and John kill the Night King, and then Cersei's still queen, right? Yeah. So I, the point I kind of like to build off of what Sean just said, though, is that you even see it like so. I I agree that it was kind of nice to see the characters talking, but I even thought that was poorly done because like, especially the opening scene, the opening scene, I was like, wow, I completely disagree what I'd seen in the group chat and stuff because um, the opening scene, it was literally like Gendry was this little, you know, Pac-Man character who was bouncing from one conversation to another <laughs> about what fans wanted to hear. And yeah, that, 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 that was. was my thing. Whereas like what you had said, Sean, about the first, um, the first season is it was like, we actually got to know who these characters were, like what motivated them, what might cause them to like turn on what they hold most dear. And here it was just like, oh, we want to hear about this. We want to hear about this. And then he goes literally following the line backwards so that we get to hear like these I, little snippets. It was weird. I, I'm, I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna agree and disagree. I think there's, I, I agree with you. I think Gendry is hard to pill to swallow a little bit. <laughs> Gendry, Gendry fan service at this point is a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. But John and Jorah and even Beric, Dondarrion and John feel like important moments to me. And, and as much as like, it, I, as much as I like, don't think Kit Harrington is a, is the world's greatest actor. No offense to to the guy. I mean, at this point, I'm not <laughs> trying to rag on him. At this point, he's taken enough shit from all quarters. But, but like, at, he's got a nice that, stomach, though. He does. Yeah, he does. He's got a nice. He does have a nice stomach. That man. Uh, I mean, it's not like it's not like Chris okay. Pratt level workout. But let's not. Let it. me let me say um, this. Since since we're talking about characters and writing and fleshed outness, can we get to what I think is the the most the most arguable point in in that argument in this episode, which is the Stark sisters are not very well oh, written so in this silly. episode. God. Do you disagree yeah. with Jack? Wait, what? Do you, do you disagree yeah. with my statement that the Stark sisters are terribly written in this episode? Oh, terribly terrible. written. Uh, I... Whoa. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hated every scene of them in this episode. I cringed every time they came back. Uh, like, uh, all right, you're gonna have to damn. explain to me why it's so bad, guys. Okay. Be- it's it because because I started indulging the fan theory that Arya actually is the waif because she's just not acting like a rational human being anymore. <laughs> well, what, what's silly? That's what's stupid. silly is that they. I, I mean, no, I, no, hold I, don't, on. I don't see it as bad. Like, me, like Arya and Sansa hate has been like present since the first season. It's just that like none of us. But have bro, gone back and like the first so season, much bro. shit has changed since the first season. That's why this show is so good. Like they've gone through these well, life changing experiences. Just to see them fall for the most like obvious little finger fucking trap in the world. Look, like, it, I, it, yeah. Do we? Do you want me to spoil what's gonna happen in the next episode? Because I think I think that it's gonna provide no, a good. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm like saying absolute I, no, can I please. Can I ask that we table this conversation to next episode? The the only way it can well, work and pay off for me is if Arya's whole, like, I could kill you and nobody would know speech to Sansa ends up <laughs> all being an act so that she can, like, you know, it's just her acting again so that she can, you know, 
uh, like work on the oh she knew Littlefinger was playing her the whole time and she was actually one step ahead and she was playing Littlefinger. That's the only way. That's the only way. But don't you think that would even be corny? Don't you, Trevor, yeah. don't you think that would be corny? Yes, it would be too, corny, though, like, but it would make what I just sat through worth it. it almost. <laughs> like, it's the best possible outcome. <laughs> it would I make logical say. sense, but, at least. But like, it doesn't make any sense for Arya to be she like. You need to antagonize Sansa to do that. She can just go assassinate Littlefinger at any moment. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and I agree with you, Jack, that like, they've always had problems, but they've always been snippy, not, I'm going to cut your face off and wear it. <laughs> it just, like, okay. okay. All right. You know what? You did just put out the extremity to which she suggested that I'm going to wear your pretty face. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, your pretty dresses. Your pretty oh, dresses. Oh, I hated that yes. line because it's, it's like... It's implied that it's her pretty face. Like, uh, it's it's there. Also, can we just make it canon that since she's so much shorter than everybody that she has to be wearing stilts whenever she plays people who are, like, as tall as Sansa? She has, like, these, like, mechanical, like, long fall yeah. stilts. Yeah. It's, like, part of this thing. Um, I, I still... Look, I, I, I'm not... I, I didn't hate it. I enjoy... I... I, I <sighs> the contracted timeline is is an issue. I'm not dis. I'm not doubting that. At the same time, like, I think it's cool to see like these two sisters have a recon- reconciliation. And I think that it's like before. It's like like we have to. This isn't a reconciliation. Guess, it's a reckoning. The- yeah, right. <laughs> the re- reconciliation. Well, I, I, I was there okay. for. Yeah. It's gonna. It's either. It's look. It's not gonna. It's gonna. I'm like 99% sure that it's going to end up with Littlefinger dying next episode. Like, I'm just like positive. Like, and I guess like that's a good way for like the sisters to show like a bond and to like have a reconciliation as sisters. But I, I, so I agree, so that I agree with artificial you to some extent, but, and, and it's, uh, it's artificially raising the tension and the, and the face thing is stupid on Arya's part. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that at the same time. Like, you know, I think the big thing here that needs to happen is that, like, it needs to come from the other perspective. It's like Sansa needs to hold up Arya somehow, and Arya needs to come to respect Sansa in a different sort of way as a big sister. So here, and I think like if it comes from that direction, I'll be I'll be happy with the way because that's that's why I think they're doing it this way is they're playing Arya as a threat to Sansa, well, and they've yes. done that very specifically in this way. To I think create a specific reveal, and I, so I, not I sorry, a temporary stupidity to make it happen. I yeah, understand. I, I don't like. Here, so here's the thing: I understand that they want to like kill off Littlefinger in a in a way that pays off, you know, because he's been around for what seven seasons now, and that's fine. But here's my issue, though: like, it, given what all of they what Sansa and Arya have gone through as characters over the over the span of the season. They don't need to have some sort of moment to like to reconcile. Like their past experiences should should you know that should cause them no. to, to to be on the same page. No, if anything, like the whole point about some of this stuff is that it's it's a desecration of family. Like you don't trust family. And it's like all these bonds are being tested, like Sansa's bonds with John and Sansa's bonds with Arya and like, you know, Bran and st- well, Bran is I, I, I'll, I'll cop to anyone that wants to say Bran's storyline is bad. Um, yeah, I'm it is so obvious they don't know above, what to do with him at this it's, point. It's, like, it's not a hill to die on that I'm going to be willing to. I, uh, I'm going to say like, I think that it can go this storyline can go in good directions. I'll agree to the faces thing being a bit far. 
Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't ever want to see the faces too. Either. I think seeing them fall out of the bag is just a little bit demystifying. Oh, <laughs> <the bag. laughs> just, Given how much like, Jack is labored like over, how does it work? It's like, well, what point was like Arya carrying around a briefcase like some yeah. medieval lawyer? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like a fucking salesman. Stock Esquire. <laughs> I mean, Jack, you agonized over that. Whatever that whole she had that whole arc. It's like, how does the face magic work? Are we not gonna know, or does it just? And then for this she to be <laughs> no, I did, I did, and I think I think at this point it's like it's it's like an established that it's just like a sliced off face, which is just awful to begin with. Like, well, I um, I don't understand how those like preserve. Like they would just like. <laughs> No, it's all it's magic. It's not like bullshit. Like, like it's what not is like Hannibal Lecter when he wore a face because he didn't talk in that face and become that person. He just had a face. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like them saying Dragon Glass, which is literally Obsidian, is like death to White Walkers. You know, Obsidian is not it's like magic magically stuff, preserved yeah. fire. That is not what Obsidian is. It's just like <laughs> yeah, really it's, extra. Burnt. Let's not forget this show had a fucking vagina shadow monster. Like, yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll cop to like me questioning the faces was stupid, but I thought I was doing it for more comedic effect. Like at this point, like, no, I'm not, not saying it was stupid. I'm saying it was valid, and that this being the no, payoff just feels underwhelming. I would argue but... with past Jack. Past oh. Jack, oh, okay. what do you think? Okay. I like the faces. I don't think they're stupid. Well, you're stupid, past Jack. God so damn it! Before this gets way out of the realm of uh, stupidity, um... y'all think I can argue with you? You should see me with myself. <laughs> I can see that. No but one wants to can see Can we that. just kind of like laugh about how Gendry has disappeared again and that ghost is never coming back? Like, that was my one thought that I meant to bring up earlier. So I'm sorry, Sean, that we're taking a quick step backwards. But ghost should have been there, like, scavenging the wilds with them. And instead, he is gone forever. And then Gendry, who's finally made his return, is not anywhere to be found after the first, what, like 15 minutes of the show? Well, he, 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 he completes the first ever marathon, the Western <laughs> Marathon. He gets all the way to East after West. Oh, oh, you're right. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, sure he'll come back. And then he's like, oh, help. Once they warmed him <laughs> up, he'll come back. He'll be fine. Yeah, right, he's like, asleep. He just got to rest. He's got to get some Gatorade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess, like, I guess. The, the one character I want to, if we can, Jack. No, 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 go to town. I'm, to I'm talking too much. Uh, so the one character that bothered me the most was definitely Benjamin. Yeah. Because, wow, yeah. that was shitty. <laughs> I really <laughs> did not like that at all. Partially because already... Uh, George R. R. Martin's basically like, yeah, I hate that they combine cold hands and Benjamin. That was never my idea, and like, that's not what I wanted with either of those characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, obviously, we're gonna have to wait till twenty ninety seven when Robot George Martin finally publishes the book <laughs> to find out. But, uh, um, but, but, so that part already annoys me. And then it's just like he just shows up to give John a horse and then die right away. Oh, it's my just God. like. This character we've been building up for like five seasons have like little bits and pieces there, and he just shows up to get fucking mauled by <laughs> The memes. Maybe he'll come back, but I no. the memes on that were so yeah, good. Like, take this horse. I mean, raft. I mean, you, we could totally both they could totally both fit on that horse. I, I don't know. Right, it's, it's <laughs> Titanic. Titanic all over again. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. saw that. I saw that thing. I again, Here. I I'm gonna disagree with GRM and say that like cold hands and Benjen serve both the same purpose essentially. Yeah, I don't know about I, I that. Think, from what you've well, said we don't before. know. Uh, we don't know where book? GRM's like, going. What, what is, well, no, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you actually. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, like, I mean, I just, I, I agree with We this. just don't know is all. I'm yeah. not going to be like, that's a criticism. I just think if you're going to combine those two characters, oh. have something to do. Oh, yeah. And then you did nothing with it. You know, so you took two interesting characters and made them do nothing. Like, that's my problem. So here's my And, and also, like, like he's just like, he's just like the wall ex machina. You know, and, and yeah, I agree with absolutely. that. He's operated that way. And he's like, and he never sticks around. And long I think we'll never. Things. And now that I think the zombies are definitely coming over the wall, maybe with the dragon or whatever, like, it's obviously that vengeance they don't need him anymore so they yeah just you know what i mean yeah. that's what right. annoyed me it's like we're never going back behind the wall i think this is our final behind uh, the wall sequence behind the wall episode yeah you know what i mean my yeah. my yeah. uh and everything else will happen after the wall or through a broken wall or whatever my kind of overall issue with with kind of how the season feels at least is like you know last season was the first one that that uh, was beyond like what we had in the books and it seems like George Martin had, like, written enough material that they were able to, like, make season six, like, workable. You know, he had he had his ideas out there. This one kind of just feels like fan fiction to me, almost. Like, it just doesn't seem like there was enough material, like, developed for them to, like, figure out what it is they want to do. <laughs> Maybe I'm it's wrong. It's like, to me, but... literally, because you know the whole, like, statement that the reason G- George R. Martin would... Um, like let them produce it was that they figured out who Jon Snow's parents were. You know that yeah. like story. I feel like that's the only thing he made them guess. And then he's like, okay, here you go. Here's my entire like the work of my life. Here I'll give you the keys to it. Because I agree. Like they could have done so much, and instead it's starting to like get a little. I don't know. I'm like back on this. So I'm I'm going to end that. But it just it feels like they're not trying hard enough now that like this masterful work of like someone's life is not up to their their level yet. I I think that we're going to go uh, for my if I was if I was these showrunners and George R. R. Martin, I, the only way I would agree to do something like this is to do like an FA FMA anime 1 as opposed to FMA Brotherhood type of deal. Uh, where you have like you know the the books and the show go in different directions and have different endings uh, with very canonically different thematic well you know similar but canonically different meanings and I wonder I wonder if they're gonna allow the show to be very fan fictiony because George R R George R R Martin's actual book ending is super bleak and that's and that's one it's of the, it's one of the and, questions and that I've had. He gave them the, but I still supposedly gave them the beats, you know. But we don't know, right? We don't know what that deal is, and they don't want to let us know. They don't want to let us know, and I totally respect that they don't want to let us know. Do you think? Do you think he's just waiting so he can see what people don't like, and so then he's like, "Why okay, would? Why the fuck <laughs> wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. like honestly, like if you you're a writer, like, and you can just like, and like you have it's all great. this <laughs> stuff built up in your like your fucking like eight book series, like why the fuck wouldn't you like test audiences? Right. That's like, brilliant. Like if the if the finale is just hated, he just starts hitting backspace. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's good guys. will release those that form like. Later on, like, right. yeah, exactly. Like, as soon as the show's over, he just re- quickly writes up, fixes it, and then he's like, "All right, it's done. It's good. <laughs> I, 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 less fan service. I get it. I don't know what my George R. R. Martin voice Aww. sounds like. That uh, <laughs> it's so funny because he looks like a wizened old British man. And he's like, "I'm from New Jersey." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I, I do want to disagree with you, Sean, though, uh, with what you said a little bit. I agree that dialogue and character basis, like, we're getting a lot more fan service. And I agree that, like, we're going to get a lot of... I, but, but, like, I guess for my purposes is, like, for instance, like, if we... Danny and John doesn't feel like fan service to me. That feels like 
no, I think th- something that does seem. I think they're doing that right, um, and I think that's. Yeah, it's just Danny and John are fine. It's just everything else in terms of like Morris <laughs> Amir and like these guys. I think the direction of the show is fine. I agree to you that there's like we keep popping in on moments that are silly. I think if they like if there's like a moment that's important for Sansa and. Uh, like, you know, Arya next episode. It could be interesting to have Sansa and Arya work against Cersei in the background while John and Danny are fighting a goddamn war. I agree with you. Jack, can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you think Bran is going to do anything next episode? <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I fucking hate you. Here, here's, Fine. here's my Fine. issue. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I bet I, you we get a flashback to... Uh, uh, to the Targaryen wedding. I don't think they'll have time. I really don't. I think how it's going to end, though. This is, this is my call. Is they're going to have sure. since they have the uh, the ice the the zombie dragon set up. Is uh, the they're going to use the zombie dragon to break the wall. That's that's my guess. Oh, that that happens either way. The question is, do they have time? I bet you will get an image of like uh, what of like uh, Rhaegar and uh, Lyanna's wedding. I bet you. I bet you anything. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Ben, Ben. No, that's um that's exactly it. Because you know how the titles, this the episode titles always Dragon relate to the more than one thing. Yeah. I bet you Oh my god! Oh. Cross cut Danny and John and Rhaegar and Liana Six! Oh. Yes, oh. yes, yes, oh, yes. I just got it. Oh, oh I love I just it. Got it. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm God. so sorry I blew out that mic. I'm so sorry. That is so. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I'm uh, sorry. I got my, very my excitable because I like clicked. This is going to be a sticky climax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Trevor with the groaner. <laughs> so, all right. I do want to shift to predictions. Um, I guess before we get there, I, I just this is the, the first time where I, there's like so much stuff going on that they feel like they have to resolve in the next episode. And there's. I don't know. Can they do it? There's like, what? They've got 60, 70, 80 minutes or so. Um, no, Sean, they can't. They can't. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> like, we haven't so, heard. Like, you have to That's no, why I mean, they added a new season. Next week, they have a movie. Like, they have a movie. Yeah, they have a movie. To, they have to fucking Empire Strikes Back it. You know what I mean? Like, they have to fucking get us in the downbeat, you know, to get us hyped for yeah, the next season. You know what I mean? And that's usually the way they work. Like, season five ends with John getting stabbed, and season six ends with something good. I can't remember what. Oh, they get Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, so and, usually, well, like, I actually felt it like... It goes in waves. I felt that this episode... I, I felt that this episode almost could have been the, the season finale with the dragon opening its eye at the end. Like, honestly, that felt like a season finale to me. Can I Can I just Everyone bring something up? first. I'm, two seconds. Can I, can I just bring something up? Yes. Sure. How did where 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 did the Night King get those chains? Did they just bring those all the way from <laughs> from where? Oh, did they just have those lying around. Did they just forge them somehow with magic. It's magic. It's magic. I mean, I he has magic. a whole. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, give, yeah. I'll give him. I guess maybe he should have made some ice chains. I'll or give something. him the chains because yeah. he has like a giant army of like dead zombies to do his bidding for him. So I'm like, okay, he can probably they can figure it out. And, and you know, oh, you know what I'm realizing, Trevor. The Night King is just a dramatic piece of shit because didn't in Hard Home he like look at John and just raise his hand? Oh, he looks straight at him. Rise up, like right. So like he doesn't have to touch the guy, but he just really wants to be like, no, no, no. But but I gotta touch him. Like no, you can just like make him come out of the thing. No, but I, I gotta touch him. Gotta <laughs> gotta gotta touch it's him. a dragon this time. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 This this one has to be special. Yeah. <laughs> so 
here's here's the thing so going back to the point i was trying to make they've got so much stuff to do next episode like we haven't heard from sam in like two episodes now like they've got to they've got to resolve this aria Littlefinger thing they've got to have this whole meet and greet between cersei and john and danny they have to like somehow yeah. set up next season which potentially and, and and i feel like potentially the cersei thing could result in cersei's death you know what i mean if we're trying to trap like you, you feel like there's a possibility she's going to try to just burn down King's Landing to kill Cersei and her army. Right? Yeah, and then like, and and then so like that's a- having Jamie have to kill her. And, you know what I mean? And don't forget, we got to get Cook Game Ball in there. That that has to happen. Yeah. yeah, the wall has to come down. <laughs> the wall doesn't matter anymore, though. But to Ben's point, I do think that um now that well because of the like magic time travel that's happened in this season. Uh, Brienne's gonna be there, Jamie, Cersei, and then of course Danny and the whole group. But so that's perfect for my, you know, I'm gonna keep reiterating my point is that Jamie's gonna kill Cersei because I heard, I saw like a fan theory that uh, the baby's gonna be the younger brother that kills her. Yes. I, I don't think she's pregnant. Um, but I do yeah, think I that agree. now that Brienne, because I've always said that Brienne's going to be the one that reminds Jamie that he's better than his twin, and so I do think that this is all leading to Cersei's death. Yeah, Brienne going there has got to mean something. I agree with you, Jenna, as far as, I mean, the, picking back up the Jamie-Brienne thing, that, that that sounds plausible to me. I don't think it's going to happen. And that's why that I feel like you it. might be able to squeeze in Clegane Bull in there as well, just because they can <laughs> have like a trial by combat nonsense and then he wins and then she's like kill them all anyways and then she's uh, like, yeah, you know, like, ball has to well has, has to be like a 15 minute fight scene at this point guys come on that's kind of i know i know it's i would not be shocked if an episode is titled i would be i don't know why i think i think there's still i don't think cersei is gonna leave the She's an antagonist at this point, and so she's got to be an antagonist. So she's going to be an antagonist next season, too. Like, they're not going to... Yeah. They're going to do a lot of stuff next episode. But I bet you they're going to create some form of alliance, and then Cersei's going to politic in the middle of it. And it's going to be more about, like, mankind getting their shit together to fight the White Walkers. And then the, and then that's... Do y'all think we'll catch up with... The secondary characters matter, is how it's Cersei, uh, Jamie. Brian, Arya, and Sansa gonna matter? Well, when there's some form of fucking alliance, like, how does it work? Well, someone has to die, though. I mean, we haven't had a real big character death this season, right? So someone has to die. I mean, I'm, I'm still hoping for Sansa, but I don't have my hopes too high. I hate to bring this up now, but do you guys think we're gonna catch up with Greymworm at Casterly Rock anytime soon? Yeah, or is yeah that just not even it's, it's in the promo. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, he's, in, okay. he's he's like literally they uh, John and all of them meet and Grey Worm and the Dothraki are like there together. Uh, <laughs> we already broke out. We're already home. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, like literally the Dothraki. Everyone's there and the dragons and they're gonna meet in the dragon pit. Mm. Wow. So so and there's like a tent and then so it's like and all of them are just like meeting and I guess to show off the White Walker to Cersei. So, so it literally happens. And I'm sure in the first like five minutes of the next episode. So what do you? Okay, we need to, <laughs> we need to do predictions. Um, so Jack, what do you what do you think is going to happen? It doesn't have to be that meeting particularly, but what's your prediction for next episode? I mean, the, I, the easiest ones that are definitely going to happen. The wall pretty much has to come down. And it's going to be an iconic imagery. And the Snow Dragon and the White Walker, like, damn if I wouldn't put a lot of budget into that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd put some budget I, into making that, like, a... It's... There's a really, like, 
pretty version of that and then there's like the dumb version in my brain which is like the white walkers are all going to be all the white walkers are going to be on the dragon and they're just going to have the whites in a big net that the dragon is just going to be carrying behind it and they're just going to drop them on people ben. no you didn't have to do that we could have just used that we just fly over it. Ben, ben you have the worst best ideas thank you <laughs> well, I mean the best worst ideas I think that's more like five minutes ago. Like fuck you. I uh, yeah. So I think that's the obvious answer. We gotta get we you know they they they're cock teasing the shit out of us with Bran. Uh, He's gotta say something. (laughs) Yeah, because he hasn't done anything. Same thing with like Sam. Like he also hasn't done anything. Exact point. Like if 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 there's not a reveal at the end of this episode, literally he just came home and cock teased us for a whole season. Both of them. Both of those oh, characters. Yeah, both, both characters. So unless, like, there's... I think they're absolutely going to do that. Like, I think they're going to, like, drop a book on a table, and the camera's going to pan into the book and be like, look at these things you want them to see. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Rhaegar, Rhaegar and Lietta are just, like, dancing on the cover. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I was going right. to say, Rhaegar, Targar- Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark were married, and it's going to, like, zoom in on it, and then it'll be, like, executive producer... D&D. And it was also <laughs> official. Like it's like it's like super specially official. He's definitely the king. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> every Meister annulled the former marriage. Like every single one said it was all okay. right. Yeah. So Ben, I, Ben, we're saying that you're uh, pop up, pops up again. I doubt that it'll pop up again. But, like the fact that like I don't know. I think so. I think we're we're leading to some form of of Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Snow <laughs> and uh, Danny Bang, and then they're like, "What? All right, nephew." Oh, That's gonna suck for fuck. them. <laughs> That's gonna suck so hard. Um, One of my favorite uh, memes is how uh, is how everyone was like all all opposed to the whole like Lannister incest and then when it's like john and danny it's like oh it's okay it's fine they're just <laughs> <laughs> the uh i also saw they're specifically also not twins George <laughs> true and george R. R. martin also like said like uh, nephew what are they yeah they're aunt yeah. and nephew and he specifically said in an interview once that targaryens would like uh it was okay for them to have incestual relationships and he specifically brought up aunt and nephew as an example which <laughs> there you go <laughs> That's, a little too much for you my know, taste. Damn it, George R. R. Martin and your incesty relationships. <laughs> also, I love his like this, his like his whole book was just to make it okay for consensual <laughs> adult incest. Yeah. He wants to like, like that's what his lasting legacy is. Like, All right, we've got to we've got to wrap this thing up fairly soon. So uh, let's do uh, Jenna and Trevor and Ben just real quick. What do you think? Uh, what are your predictions? We'll oh, start shit. with you. We'll start with you, Jenna. So my two ones, I've already said throughout the thing, like I thought that the idea of the wolf and the dragon being double speared was really clever. And then I do think that Brienne's going to be this kind of shining moment for Jamie. So I think I think Cersei's going to die in the next episode, which will be really big for the final season to like have one less villain. But okay, I'm done speaking. Awesome. Uh, mine was just, I think I already said only one, the zombie dragon breaks down the wall, but that's that's probably pretty obvious. Come to think of it. I wish I had something better than that. Oh, well. No, it's good. It's uh. Ben, is your prediction something more than uh, the net of of whites uh, of whites yeah, coming the over? Net of white, whites to just fall out. Um, other than I want to see that so bad, uh, uh, I think the the predictions you guys had of of, of 
cutting between the two parties, the two romantic parties is perfect. I, I think that's, I may not be like a perfect cross cutting, but I definitely think it's at least going to come up Rhaegar and, and Lyanna for sure. And I think it'll have some sort of God, if they either 100% final confirmation, like we have to remember that we still haven't, all we know for sure is that Lyanna Stark definitely had a kid and that, you know, is the kid that he, that likely Ned said was Jon Snow. But we don't technically know it's Rhaegar Targaryen, but we totally know it's Rhaegar. You know what I hope? Wait, I really can hope I just, that, like, like, interrupt? Rhaegar and, like, and, like, and Lyanna look like the gender-bent version of, like, Danny and John. Oh. <laughs> what I actually think would be even better is if... So we also know that Rhaegar, his marriage was annulled, right? Wouldn't it be even better if Tyrion is his kid? That would be the biggest plot twist ever. I can't. Who's I kid? can't do it. No. I can't do it. If, <laughs> if Tyrion was Rhaegar's child, too, oh wow, many... that would that would lend a that would lend a whole new uh, dramatic tension to that clip scene where Tyrion is like, "I don't like that you're better right? at brooding than I am." <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that I think that's true, I mean, but it would be like something actually different than what we all think. You yeah, know? that's true. And, th- and there is like an infamously uh, over the top fan theory called the time traveling fetus theory, which is that like Danny's child <laughs> at birth was Tyrion that time traveled back yes, to I the heard mother. That one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bananas. I don't think they're going that far. <laughs> well, how like, how traveling, traveling is moving is, like, in this up season there with like the most tin hat theories? Like there there's some it's, it's infamous shit out there. Like yeah, yeah. well, unfortunately, well, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> unfortunately. The, it's the funny Wait, thing about shows. What's your prediction, like, Sean? Oh man, yeah. Um, I I really you don't can't get know. Out of this, man. Um, I actually so I think the best prediction is yours, Jenna, uh, with respect to what's going to happen with the with a wedding. Oh, I'll, but I'll, I'll give one quick prediction that I'll say they're going to tease Clegane Bowl and it ain't going to happen. Like they're going to clash swords once and then like go away from each other or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they're and then the Walking Dead come out. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or yeah, I, I don't think they're going to one hundred percent go for it. So I think it's got to end. It's got to end in an interesting spot, right? So I don't think Cersei's going to die because she's the most interesting villain on the board right now. Um, I think she's going to have to get John and Danny in a place where she's she has the, she has the upper hand. And I think it's going to end in in not a great spot, honestly, for them. Like it, it has to end in some way where where it looks like Cersei's kind of a doesn't want to deal with the with the wall. Like the wall is going to come down. Cersei's not going to give a fuck because she all she wants to do is sit on the Iron Throne, and she's going to get in a position where John and Danny look like they're in kind of dire straits, and that's how the season's going to end. It's going to be super bleak, in my opinion. So, Sean, I have a question to pose based off your prediction. Do you think Cersei's still interesting after this season? She hasn't done much. She hasn't done much, but we know her character just... So, the only other kind of big bad is is the Night King, and he just doesn't. we just don't know enough about him to make him an interesting villain. So, I feel like Cersei has to survive to, to keep the show interesting. Like, she's just too... We, we're too invested in her as a character. So... And she's just so good at squirting. Oh yeah! Oh she's yeah! She's too good at it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're we're out of time for for today. But uh, I, as I said before, like this is really the, the one of the few times where we're coming up on a season finale, and I I can say with with hundred percent confidence that I have like literally no idea where they're going to go with this because they have so much stuff to wrap up. But uh, hopefully they do it in a way that uh, makes sense. But it's Game of Thrones. So it'll be fun. Um, anyway. <laughs> From all of us here at Feast for Rose, this has been Sean. 
I hope you all have a good night. Uh, ben? Ben apparently is... Oh, he just he died, died on us. He just died <laughs> right there at the end. That's, that's about perfect. No, wait, that was wait, perfect. Wait, yeah. He's back! He's back! Ooh, I'm resurrected Just for like Jon Snow. <laughs> you have like, resurrected hurry, yourself. Say goodbye, say goodbye Ben. <laughs> Alright, bye! Bye! It's only so much data. Jack Newman. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm again looking forward to that uh that like, you know, back and forth uh, you know, brand peeping on like this <laughs> intergenerational sex capades. What a what? It's weird that it works. Jenna. All right. And uh Trevor, Trevor motherfucking flip. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been a. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it's been fun. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>